on today's episode of Locked on Spartans, a review of a successful basketball weekend for the Michigan State Spartans, and then a couple interesting football tidbits, a little bit of a development of a Polynesian angle. Let's talk about it. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, December 8th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, and I am joined by my really gonna struggle to say these names co-host, Matt Sheehan. I'm already starting to sweat thinking of how to say these uh, two Polynesian brother linebackers' last names, Will, but Will... I think you're going to ask me how I'm doing, and I'm doing quite fantastic because, well, the Spartans, as we know, went 2-1 and one over football and basketball over the weekend. Well, we're here to talk about the two things that put a smile on our face. Eventually. After uh, biting our nails down to the absolute studs uh, for the Friday <laughs> game. But, hey, that's, that's, that's not important. 2-0 and o is 2-0 and o over the weekend, baby. Yep. I, I don't care. Yep. I don't care. No one's going to look back on this weekend and be like, hmm, well, you know, there was uh, UOD, the only one. It doesn't matter. Um, We are going to, on today's show, uh, yeah, just kind of recap the weekend, segments one and two. Maybe we'll do uh, U of D segment one, Western Michigan segment two. Just like general thoughts, anything we can take from it long term, that sort of thing. I I do have a take. I'm actually kind of pleased um, with what happened against U of D. Okay. I thought you were, you, I thought you were going to say that you're pleased with your take. Like, oh, yeah, let's go break oh, our hands, yeah. pat ourselves on the back, baby. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's a great love take. It. <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a it's a good take. It's a pretty good take. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, judge it in a minute. It. Uh, yeah. And then in segment three, we've got a couple of really very interesting developments yeah. uh, for your Michigan State football Spartans. Not this season, but in the future. So uh, and we said we we're going to do all hoops today unless something noteworthy happened with football. I would consider this noteworthy. Matt, would you? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. After in the summer, we would create entire podcasts <laughs> around low end three star uh, commits. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think this one would be a little spicy. Uh, well, to yeah, at least yeah, yeah, give yeah, a segment yeah, yeah. too. Uh, so that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt. Oh wait, 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 wait! I, I didn't, I didn't do that right. We do this every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. All right, Matt. Michigan State plays the University of Detroit Mercy. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they did. (laughs) A a team that we didn't know anything about because they hadn't played yet. We knew they had a bunch of transfers. We knew they brought back Antoine Davis, who could score a ton. Uh, You know, and some other... Whatever role, Brad Brad Calipari and and the John Calipari's kid sure. and Derek Rose's nephew or cousin or whatever. Honestly, that's like a dream for the production studio for Big Ten Network. Like just have like <laughs> yes. some things oh, to yeah. cut away to. For, oh, this is a family member feature that we easy, could do. Easy. Oh, here's another one. It was great. Um, but to many of our surprise, uh, Detroit was pretty game. And you know what? They they honestly like they backed it up a little bit. They played Notre Dame really tough uh, Sunday night as well. Now, Notre Dame's not nearly as good as Michigan State, and Michigan State played poorly against Detroit for a lot of the game. But this isn't some rollover, really terrible team. Like I think they're going to be pretty right. game in the Horizon League this year. So good on them. It was a 
good effort from, from U of D and Michigan State was sloppy in a lot of ways defensively, like the rebounding. Um, yikes, right? Sure. Giving up the sure. 14 offensive rebounds, 33% offensive rebound rate to uh, University of Detroit, who didn't run a single player. Oh, no, Torian Thompson played one minute. So they didn't run a single player outside of Torian Thompson's one minute over six foot eight. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Markel Frazier. They, they look like big boys in the post sometimes yeah. too, man. That was uh, yeah. yeah. Markel Frazier, six foot five, had five offensive rebounds. So some of that stuff, you know, that was ugly to see defensively. And then shot making, ball movement was kind of at times, right? The assist rate was the lowest, I think, of the season by far. 55, oh, 55% assist rate. And on the season, Michigan State is 72% uh, assist rate, one of the best in the country. So just not what you're looking for, but I do have a good take or a take uh, of something good from this game. I'm going to give that in a second. No, I want to, I want to give that in a second, but I just want your sort of like, give me a minute reaction to this game. Like what is your one minute takeaway from this one? Yeah, it was obviously terrifying, but at the same time too, and you know, I'll trot the same uh, joke out once again, but like, and it's not really a joke either, but there was a sense of normalcy. And although we're trying to do in 2020, one step at a time, as we're still locked up in this pandemic, it's just find any sense of normalcy. <laughs> and for Michigan State to play like a holy crap, they might actually not win this game uh, kind of game in the non-conference, that was that was refreshing. That was nice. It is canon that Michigan State has at least one of those every single uh, preseason or non-conference season, if you will. Um, but yeah, just like you said, I mean, Detroit's a fine ball club. Like they'll be in the upper half of the Horizon League, no doubt. Now, is the upper half of the Horizon League still a team that you should be in a dogfight with? No, no, absolutely not. It was terrifying. I hated it. But you know, what I loved Will. What is that really? Any t- any player on this team has the ability to go off at any given time. Like we talked about, I think last week that we're looking at maybe. Honestly, like seven or eight players that could have, quote, their night any given night. And thank God it was Gabe Brown's night mm-hmm. that night because, woohoo, wee boy, without his four of six shooting from three point land, uh, I don't know if we're this happy and this jolly uh, coming out of the weekend. Will, it could have been a different story, but yeah, I mean, hey, it, it was a tough win, grimy win. A win, which is the most important thing. Yeah, and Gabe Brown very quietly shooting the hell out of the ball right now. I feel like there's Absolutely, a, a lot of frustration. He cannot miss. He won't even hit the rim from the corner when he loads up <laughs> on the baseline, man. Yeah, there's, Ooh, some, there's some frustrations with him, but I, I'm glad you brought him up because he's 16 points on nine shots against Western, seven points on four shots. Like, yes, he needs to rebound more. He's got mm-hmm. three, six, eight total rebounds on the season. <laughs> and three assists and he's not going to be an assist guy but he needs to have three or four rebounds a game uh he's six foot seven athletic and has long arms he he needs to get more rebounds but he's shooting the hell out of the ball and you've seen some really nice takes from him when people close out too hard uh on his corner and like oh yeah um Robbie Hummel was saying it a ton and I think he does a really good job like the more Gabe Brown shoots, the harder people are going to close out on him. He's not going to shoot at 48% on the year, but if he's around 40%, he's going to get some really aggressive closeouts and he's yeah, going to have to be able to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. And he's been doing that this year. It's like, we know it's in there. It's just a matter of him, like putting it all together. And you're sort of seeing flashes of it. Um, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ability and a lot of like, can do a lot of different things. Uh, that are really sort of unique for this team. His ability to like be acrobatic around the rim is really is really special. Um, and 
you know, he's shooting 60. Here you go. They're even because he hasn't shot a single free throw yet. I was like, wow, he's got even true shooting and effective field goal, but that's because he hasn't shot any free throws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 68.8% and effective field goal and true shooting. Like, that's fantastic. It'll come down yeah. with more volume, but it's going to stay pretty high. And yeah, I was really pleased to see that. And Rocket Watts, um, he's just like, he has the ability to take over games. And I think the more he gets settled into point guard, the more he gets comfortable uh, owning the ball and owning possessions, like he's going to get even better. And I still think he's not a hundred percent because of his leg. He's still getting his way back up there. But like you combine that with his ability on the defensive end and like, man, he could be something special. It's, it was nice to see it is, I don't know, as nauseating, as annoying as it was to have the game just keep dragging and dragging and they're up five and now they're only up two and wait, how are they losing? Okay, they're up six, now it's two. Like, just couldn't pull away. That's frustrating, but it was nice to have those guys just kind of like, hey, we're not losing, right? I'm Rocket yeah, Watts was like, I'm dragging you sorry bums over the finish line. And he had 23 points on 11 shots, like, you can't get much better than that from a shooting perspective, especially someone like Rocket who relies a lot on floaters and mid-range. Here's my take. Go for it. I'm going to close out the segment with my take. I'm glad that game happened. Oh, sure. Yeah. I am glad they played a middle-of-the-pack Horizon League team, got surprised that they were better than they thought they were going to be, played some guys that they just didn't have film on, right? I think it was Matt Johnson who put up 20 and averaged one point at St. Bonaventure's yeah. last year and had that. His name was called, like, I listened to a good portion <laughs> of the game on the radio, too, and, like, his name was called every 16 yes. seconds by Will Tiennemann yeah. on, on the play-by-play. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm sick of just hearing his name already. Yeah, so I ha- had the great tweet about, I can hoop, don't don't look at those Bonaventure numbers, his, though. No, that was funny. Yeah. So you're playing a team like that. They surprise you, and they really hold you accountable and hold you honest and make you work early in the season, you know knock you down a peg, Tom Izzo can say, my team is fat and sassy, right? Doesn't have to literally say it, but, you know, can point at oh, real you, evidence you know and be like, say, right? whatever, we would just classify all this as fat and sassiness. Like, he can do that. He's got a fat and sassy game now in hand, and they still won. And it's December, whatever it was, December 4th when they played it. So, all, honestly, I think it's a good thing. I'd rather they play really well every single game, but they're not going to. So better to get it out of the way, learn from it, and realize uh, your bleep stinks sometimes if you don't play well. Yeah, and also, and I'll keep it short, is like Izzo was also playing some odd lineups in there oh, too. Yeah. Again, like it's very early in the season, we're replacing some key guys, and he's doing some experimenting right now. Now, would we like to see it when it's like a 35-point game? Absolutely! But no, that's not the Izzo way, baby. Dude. He will play A.J. Hogard 19 minutes if he has to, uh, just to make a point, and just to see what the film looks like on the other end of the game. Yeah, so, and you know what? You don't really learn much about your guys when they're up 30. You can learn yeah. a lot about them when they're down four against the mid-major team at home, you know? Yeah, so. it, it, it was it was very scary, but, like, once the clock hit zero zero zero, it's like, okay, well, I'm not really concerned yeah. about it. Like, this game happens to everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's just very fortunate that we won. Like, I, it, I don't leave that game with, like, a concern. No. Remember, they just beat Duke three days prior. Like, I, I think the boys are going to be okay here. I think so. All right, let's pause here. We'll come 
uh, right back, and we will do the same thing we just did, but with Western Michigan. I think there's something incredibly important that you probably know what I'm going to say, but it's something incredibly important to come out of that game. Oh, wow. But first, a word from Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then, it's important to stop and hit the reset button, and that is when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light. Yes, sir. Mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill. That is what Coors Light does. Matt, do you have Coors Light ready for this? Sure to be a I barn burger. I hitting up the grocery <laughs> store tomorrow, and I will be getting Coors Light. But if I can't reach the grocery store, well, if only there's a way to get some oh. nice, cold, refreshing Coors Light. If, if only, will There is, and I will tell you about it in <laughs> just a second. Nice. Oh, in these in these unprecedented times, Matt, mm. when everything fluid is a times. fluid situation, having Very the fluid. ability to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com, oh, nice. it's a game changer because you can chill anytime, anywhere, whenever you want. And while you're watching Michigan State play Virginia in the Sleepy Fest 2.0 basketball game of the season, <laughs> you can have, you should need... Coors Light by your side. It is a beer that is literally made to chill, and it is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind, and perfect to get so frustrated with Tony Bennett's pack line defense. Yes, cannot wait, baby. Let's go. And that is why it is the beer we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Join us tomorrow on Locked on Spartans. We will be breaking down Michigan State, heading to Charlottesville to take on the Virginia, what are they? Cavaliers. The, the, well, they call them the Who's. I, call, I, was, uh, I, I, said, I was about to say yeah. the Who's because that's what the, I was. The Wahoos. The right? Wahoos, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Cavaliers doesn't so, matter. I, I was fortunate to go to the Minnesota Final Four, and not once the entire weekend down here anyone say the word Cavaliers. No, yeah, it's not, the not once the entire it's weekend. The so we'll be breaking down Michigan State, Virginia on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Spartans. Uh, as for I don't know basketball with a little bit more offense than we'll be getting on Wednesday night. Michigan State took down Western Michigan on Sunday, 79-61, to in a game that was closer than the final score would indicate for much of it. Michigan State did pull away. Totally. But again, slow start, sluggish, kind of get hit in the mouth a little bit by a team that you should be significantly better than. And this one, it's, I don't know, it's like, yeah, it happened twice in a row against Detroit and Western Michigan, but like, third game in five days traveling to Durham back it's not the easiest I thing played in an empty gym against Western. yeah know, like man. it's like, just and Western had what two weeks off they hadn't played in okay rust versus rest I think yeah. right yeah. now like fresh legs. Yeah, yeah like those were fresh legs Rocket Watts literally couldn't play the end of the game because he was too tired his legs just were beat dead. the brakes off the poor kid I know yeah and so I to get Steven Izzo into the mix to dish out an yeah. assist, baby. Ooh, one time. Let's go. <laughs> and Michigan State still pulled away and played uh, the walk-ons for a couple of minutes. So, like, honestly, all in all, like, it can't be really frustrated by that. They No, it was a walk-on win. Yeah, yeah they turned the screws up. They, they, they locked it down and pulled away in the last quarter of the game, and that's enough for me. But I do have one takeaway from this game that was just like, thank God, this is amazing. 
Okay, lay down me sick. I I might have an idea, yeah. but uh, it's not a, not a strong one. Yeah, it's it's Joey Hauser going six of ten from three. <laughs> Good day for the old Joey Hauser. Is going to be the team MVP <laughs> take house, baby. Yes, sir. Chalk one up. Yeah. To that one. Um, yes. He started the year three of thirteen from three. He had, he went two of three against Duke, and that was nice. But zero for six, missed his first six, took his third game to hit a three. And then went one of four again from deep against Detroit and has had a lot of open looks. And you and I and a lot of people have been like, this dude's a shooter, this dude's a shooter, this dude's a shooter, this dude is an elite top-of-the-line shooter. And he started the year 3 of 13 from deep and we're like, oh, God, did he forget how to shoot? And you could see him getting yeah. frustrated, Matt. You could see it. Oh, sure, and missing free throws and, like, he something just wasn't really clicking for him. It just wasn't working. And... With guys who can shoot the ball that well, it's honestly just keep shooting. And we've heard that a million times, like shoot your way out of it. And he did. 24 points on 14 shots, 6 of 10 from deep. They looked fantastic. He looked so confident. Like rising, like it got to the point where it was just like the ball was in his hands. He was beyond the arc. He's like, yeah, I'm shooting this every time. And also yeah. hit a couple free throws, finishes 24, 10, and 4 with a block and two steals, no turnovers, offensive rating of 160, 24 points in 27 minutes played. That, Matt, as the kids say, will play. Absolutely. That's going to help stretch the floor big time. And if you want to beat the Who's of Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, floor stretching is a fun old time and a good way to beat that. But we'll go more into detail on that tomorrow. Yes. Well, I honestly thought that you were going to go more into perhaps the big man rotation. Because oh. that's obviously the one of the main topics mm-hmm. of this year, preseason and so far early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things really quick. Uh, the, the first one's really quick. I'm, I'm ready to just raise my hand and say, like, wow, holy crap, Matt. That's an awful take you had about Sissoko, possibly being like the number one guy this year like <laughs> he he's the fourth guy in this rotation and a distant fourth mm-hmm. three minutes against western like good three okay, minutes like, listen like I, i'm not worried about it like i'm sure th- that they're progressing him fine and whatnot yada, yada, yada. you got some three guys ahead of him that are pretty solid but like wow i, I thought this would be a lot quicker thing for sissoko instead of just playing three minutes against the broncos and how much against uh detroit mercy like got it in front of me right here yeah three minutes three minutes back to back nice so, whatever, hand up on that. But the other thing is, like, well, obviously, TK, Thomas Kithier, has been mm-hmm. your starter uh, mm-hmm. for quite a lot of these games, if not all of them. Do you like seeing that still? Have you seen enough already? Have you seen anything that indicates that that shouldn't be the case, that it should be Bingham instead, that should be Marble instead? Or do you still like just throwing TK out there? And, of course, again, hey, he's, he's playing 11 minutes to, to start the game. So just because he starts... That doesn't mean that he's out there for all that long is the other thing, too. He is a Sino, Matt. Do I know what that is? A starter in name only. Ah, an acronym. I'm sorry. It was an acronym. I thought that was like an insult or something. Okay, got it. No, come on. Got it. Um, Yeah, so I don't... Eventually, maybe we'll care who starts, whatever. Like The Golden State Warriors, for two years, started Andrew Bogut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he played like eight minutes a game and, and then they're like, okay, we're just going to do our thing. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that, but it's not a major deal. I mean, it's just who starts and, and whatever okay. it, it, I care more about the minutes. So, you know, Gabe Brown technically started and Josh Langford technically started, but Aaron Henry, who didn't start because of disciplinary thing played 31 minutes, you know, led Correct, the team in right. minutes off the bench. 
It's more yeah. about that. And Malik Hall, outside of Hauser, Malik Hall led the bigs with 21 minutes. Bingham had 12. It was really kind of spread out. Marble uh, ticked down to seven. I imagine he'll end up generally averaging a little bit more than that. Uh, it's still certainly in flux, the big rotation. But I think outside of Hauser, because I think we, we could feel pretty good. Like Joey Hauser's locked into 25 to 30 minutes per game, right? Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Foul trouble, of course, but yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty darn good about Malik Hall. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, we, without a doubt. We did this, and I actually wrote this uh, in my rambling basketball preview, just like a quick aside. Like, we're not talking enough about Malik Hall with all the different lineup variations. Totally. We we have, we didn't do, we didn't talk about it enough. No one talked about Malik Hall enough. Every single one of us are wrong, unless you did, and then if you did, good for you. We we all screwed up. Like that dude is going to be on the floor for them a lot all season, and he should be. He's going to be eventually an elite defender. He's really good now. He's really taken strides, and you can see him like learning and being smarter. Uh, but he's a versatile defender. He is strong. He's got good length. He moves really well. He's getting smarter. Like he is going to be really really good on that end of the floor and you can see with his game there's some stuff there there's some creativity he's figuring it out the shot is there ish I think it'll come in time he's a really good player yeah and I feel kind of stupid too because like this isn't like he was some you know bench dwindler last season playing just five (laughs) minutes here and there like no he started like the last month of the season he he was a staple in that starting Mm -hmm. lineup and a pretty good player too so it's a total fly under the radar guy. Well, somehow, it's because Hauser yeah, comes. It well, Hauser comes fly. in. You're like, all right, he's taking all the big four minutes. But you totally, know, you right. can absolutely play Joey Hauser and Malik Hall next oh, to each other. Small ball plays very yeah, well. With unless this team. it's yeah. like you know maybe against Illinois when Coburn's out there. Like, okay, sure, we got to reconsider some things. But like, you know, Xavier Tillman six foot eight and held up mm-hmm. against monster centers all season. Now he's not Xavier Tillman. But you don't have to be seven foot tall or six ten plus to hang with seven footers. You know you can do other things. So I, I'll be curious to see. I've I've got my lineup data that I'm working on. There's it's real still really hard to like decipher much from it. But there are lineups where Joey Hauser is the biggest guy on the floor. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine with me. And obviously because it's working, yeah. teams five and zero. Oh, and when he <laughs> when he's on the floor with Kithier, he's also the biggest guy on the floor. Yeah. Right. Um, any yeah. other takeaways from this game before we move on? Yeah, there was just one, and I, I'm sorry to be negative, Nancy, here, but I, mm. listen, hey, Aaron Henry, awesome player. I, I He does so many things well. I, I think I could do without four three-point attempts from him, especially when his night kind of started with almost airballing a free throw. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a good indication that yeah. tonight's not your night, and as you're one for 12 three-point shooting on the season and you're coming off a year where— I disagree. Okay, well, hey, that, that's good. You know, some, some rift on the podcast, <laughs> that's fine. I, I, I didn't really necessarily care to see him— uh, take a lot of threes, especially if you're sharing the floor at times with any combination of Gabe Brown, Joey Hauser, Rocket Watts, Lankford, uh, Lawyer. I, I I don't know if four three-pointers is the secret recipe from Aaron Henry. You do a lot of other things well. Maybe even everything else in the game of basketball well. Just I, I don't know about outside shooting. But hey, do you know what's going to happen? He's going to prove me wrong and at least, at least go four for seven uh, in Charlottesville coming up tomorrow i think he needs to keep shooting and i think he needs to shoot his way like out of it i think he's he's not a great shooter 
he's fine. He's shooting 76% from the free throw line this year, which is an improvement. He was 70 last year and 70 as a fresh, 69 as a freshman. I think he could be a mid 30s three point shooter, a capable one, and I think he just needs to keep shooting it. His shot looks better this year. Sometimes it kind of falls apart on him, but at the free throw line, it looks a lot smoother, a lot better. I think he needs to keep working through it. Um, he's not going to shoot that poorly all season. It'll come, but he just like it'll come. And all the other stuff that he's doing more than makes up for some missed shots here. There, yes, totally, hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm totally nitpicking right no, now. I know. with this, but yeah, that's just one takeaway I took in the Western game. It's like, oh, you have at least like two or three <laughs> other guys that could maybe shoot a three pointer. I don't know if we need one from you with twenty seconds left in the shot clock right now. I, that, that's just me. That's just me. All right, we are going to talk about some very interesting football developments in just a second. But first, a word from Built Go. Built Go! (laughs) I always love that. Uh, Built Go is the best energy gel in the world, in the marketplace. No matter where you are, you're not going to find a better energy gel than this. Matt, do you have like a wall you need to break through? Like, what is your wall? Uh, I did a cycle workout today for about 30 whole minutes, and uh, death was coming to me. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel for a hot second. Oh, Um, man. But no, I I busted the wall well. Do you know why? Because I had some built to go beforehand. The chocolate mint flavor, Will. The chocolate mint flavor. God, that is so good. Love that stuff. you go. Whatever your wall is, built go is the key to breaking through that wall. It's like an energy drink, a pre-workout and a protein bar all mixed into one, all in an easy-to-take... Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Oh, God, don't die on me. All in an easy-to-take one-and-a-half-ounce package. And, Matt, these aren't like your typical energy gel packs where you're just, like, plugging your nose and scarfing it down. These things no. are delicious. No, you, you can slow-sip these bad boys. These are enjoyable, <laughs> baby. We've got three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey. So I think that's, like, the consensus number one. Fair enough. Yeah, I think so. But they're they're all good. Chocolate coconut and the aforementioned chocolate mint. You need to try these things out. It's energy, sustained energy without the crash. A kick of protein and will get your workout, your day, your golf game. When spring comes back around, it'll get it all going. Go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Today's episode is also brought to you by the wonderful, fine folks at Home Field Apparel. Wow, big, big, big win for the oh, yeah. Indiana football Hoosiers on Saturday, man. Home Field is rolling right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I was dead wrong about it and fired up to be dead wrong about it. Like, if there's one coach in the country, aside, if I, you know, we take Michigan State stuff out of there, give me Tom Allen. Yeah. Like, that definitely. dude, he's got it working right now. Homefield makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. And we're not joking when we say incredibly comfortable. It is fantastic. And it's really unique stuff. They go through old programs and yearbooks and they talk to people, you know, alumni, people at the school, and they find really cool, unique logos, old logos that you haven't seen in a long time. Things from just like random, like, oh, this was in a program from a game in 1963. And then we never use it again. Like they find stuff like that and they put it on shirts and sweatshirts. And it's, it's fantastic. They released their vintage Michigan state line on August 1st. And, uh, it's, it's pretty fire map. 
It, absolutely fire flames. I was wearing the uh, little uh, jumping basketball guy shirt today, too. Yeah, nice. So comfortable. Love that shirt. On a Monday. It's probably the, my favorite. Of all the shirts I have, that one might uh, that might be the, my favorite shirt. Yeah, it goes hard. It goes hard. And it's not just MSU. They've got some in-state oh. schools like Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, State, Ferris, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up Dodge and also out of state. Your boy has a Hawaii hoodie. In the there too, you the go. Too. Yeah. <sighs> Hawaii. They've got slippery rock stuff, which is fantastic. Colorado School of the Mines. Like they've got really cool stuff from every school they have. They've got something really cool and unique. So check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. And you will get 20% off your first purchase with the promo code ONSPARTANS. That's one word, ONSPARTANS, to get 20% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com. Promo code on Spartans. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including Matt Shook with uh, Locked On Pistons. Good guy. Great guy. Great guy. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rookies to watch from Chad Ford and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. Great podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt. All right, well. This is how I want to start this segment. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got, take, take it away. <laughs> we've got a couple football players here. Mm-hmm. They are brothers. Oh. That means they have the same last name. Is it the Slades? Is it going to be that easy for me or no? <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to spell out their last name and I'm going to ask you to pronounce their last name. Okay. That's how we're going to start this. I'm feeling good. I'm, I, l- let me know. Like I've seen Alex Trebek put enough stank on uh, different <laughs> dialects enough to like start feeling pretty, pretty, uh, confident about this one. Okay. The last name is spelled G A O T E O T E. One more time. G A O T E O T E. How do you pronounce believe, that last name? I believe that is Polynesian descent. It is. Language of origin. I believe there's. Go I with, think there's Samoan. I'm almost positive there's Samoan. Uh, okay, I see. Okay, so Pacific Islander, if you will. Okay, um, I'm going to lock in my answer of Gautiote. 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 You are incorrect. God, I can't be that far off, though, can I? Do you want to give it another shot? Uh, it's probably the Teote that I'm screwing up, but I'm still going to lean into that. And Gao Teote? Gao Teote? Both incorrect. You want to give it a couple more? Gates. Just Gates. It's like Shusheski, how it looks like a completely different thing. It's just like, okay. No. Or like Patrick Waugh's last name, right? Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go. It is Naoite Oite. Okay, yeah. <laughs> One more time. I'm sorry. I, I did not expect to hear like an N uh, sound out of your mouth when you started that. I'm sorry. Na oite oite. Na oite oite. We, we would have been recording for 17 and a half hours <laughs> before I even came remotely close to what just came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... You remember? I just want to write that down if we're going to do a whole segment on these guys. One, one more time, please. Na oi te oi te. No, oh, whatever. Na oi te oi te. Na oi te oi te. Oh okay, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, that's, a, that's a great they last have, name. <laughs> they have nicknames. <laughs> Please, yeah, it's just okay. Big G and Little G. That'd be awesome if that's the case. Let's start with the younger brother. So, Please. Uh, his name is Ma'a. M-A uh, apostrophe A, Ma'a. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, plays at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, Nevada. Has been committed to USC since February of 2018, his sophomore year in high school. Uh, is a four-star composite linebacker, the number 154 player in the country on the 24-7 composite rankings, and 93-1-8. Uh, number two player in Nevada, number 11 outside linebacker in the country. Um, he has been rumored, Matt, Mm-hmm. As a flip candidate for a long time, a lot of schools in there trying to flip him. There was some yeah. feeling that he had, I don't know, grown sour with USC, didn't want to go to USC, felt he committed too early or whatever, you know, wasn't, yeah. wasn't quite sure he wanted to go to USC anymore and was open to, a, you know, hearing other options. And we had heard a couple of days ago that, uh, it seemed like Michigan State uh, may have had the inside track. It may, it may have been uh, really coming down to the wire for MSU. And on Monday, seven crystal ball predictions came in, all of them on Monday, from national and local experts, all high confidence for your Michigan State Spartans to land Ma'a. Hold on, I need my pronunciation guide. Yeah, Ma'a Nawite Wite. That is uh, well. A, well, first of all, and we can get more into it. Like, if he does actually sign the dotted line for Michigan State, but like, yeah, that'd be awesome. It is know, believed, number one fifty four. It is believed that yeah, it is believed that he is committed to Michigan State already, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of doing it publicly on signing day. With however, I've heard he isn't. Um, I don't know. Like some recruits really revel in the process and edits and all that sort of stuff. I've heard he's not into that sort of thing doesn't have a huge social media presence like isn't you know into i don't know if you want to call it attention or whatever just that's not the way he wanted to go about this it's a weird thing you know decommitting flipping from a place you've been committed to for two years right Right. that's that's kind of what i wanted to get into is like this is so inane but like i I can't help to think like if i was a usc fan i I'd be beyond confused right now. Like, okay, we got a kid that was committed since sophomore year, kind of from the area geographically. His older brother plays for the team, mm-hmm. and now he's going to ship up over to the Midwest and play for Michigan State. Like, you, and this isn't like USC is having a disaster season. No, no, they're four and zero right now. Yeah. Like, I would be so confused if I was a Trojan fan as to what on earth has happened and how this all came to be. But you know what? Well, I'm not a Trojan fan. I'm a Spartan <laughs> fan, and I am tickled with the happenings going on right now with now Teote Iote's uh, <laughs> commitment. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry if that even like sounded offensive. I really no, don't I mean to. I, I'm so sorry. Like it's a hard. You know you're butchering a name that bad if you have to apologize for how bad you did. I, it. Um, I, but yeah, I, that, that was my best step. I watched a video of his older brother doing an interview after his uh, game as true freshman year at USC, and she was like, "I'm sorry," and he's like, "No, you, it's fine. You, you did it well." <laughs> and it was like she was off. It there. Okay. I'm sure it happened. So it just. I, You're I, I just feel bad how hard I'm butchering this thing. It's, it's like okay. I borderline feel offensive right now. We'll learn whatever his nickname is, and we'll learn it, uh-huh. and we'll go with that. Right. But yeah, like yes, that, this is a massive, huge recruiting win, a giant Mel Tucker SEC chops piece of evidence. Like You come in, you flip the number 150 player in the country from USC with, I don't know, a, a, a dozen 
other suitors that are really impressive. And really, his recruitment's been, you know, he's committed since February. I don't know how it's been uh, six months, a year that he's been seemingly open to other options. They've been recruiting him since they're at Colorado. That's that's a big time recruiting win. Yeah, you know, you talk about the suitors. I'm going to guess that, yeah, the the four-star linebacker out of Bishop Gorman, little-known school in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. had a, a little bit of uh, Division One eyeballs on him. So, yeah. yeah. Do, we, do, do, we, do, we, do we talk about his, his older brother? We do. Yeah. being on the market? We should. Um, so you mentioned he has an older brother at USC. Would you like to try and pronounce his first name? No. Polier. Uh, <laughs> Polier. Uh, that wasn't bad. So it's spelled okay. P-A-L-A-I-E. Okay. And it's pronounced Palaie. That was not that bad. No, okay. I, I could sleep a little better tonight. Yep. Palaie. Ooh, the fourth. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. The fourth. Palaie Naoatewate. The fourth. The fourth. Nice. Um, That's going to be a sweet jersey. Yeah. He has entered into the transfer portal. Um, played a lot for USC. Uh, had a, like a true or sophomore season, he played the most, but has dealt with injuries. His time there uh, had a concussion. He started the first two games and then got a concussion uh, and missed the last two games and has entered the portal, Matt, uh, as a recruit, as a prospect in the class of 2018. Oh, yeah. Everyone sit down for this one, yeah. Was the number 15 player in the country in the composite, 9926. Five stars, number one inside linebacker, number one player in Nevada, and the 305th best recruit in the history of 24-7 sports composite rankings. That, uh, that Does that come by East Lansing a lot, Will? Does, uh, products like that ever dipped or t- no. dip by for that? No, okay, no. gotcha. Huh. No, no, they do not. And, yeah, it hasn't completely worked out there for what like it seems like just in reading up on it injuries have played kind of a big factor like well is he going to be able to stay healthy in East Lansing what's like who knows but like that is give it a try a absolutely would be an absolutely massive massive landing in the transfer portal if Michigan State is able to get him and man his younger brother is coming to Michigan State. His younger brother's a really good recruit. Mm-hmm. The older brother is looking for a new home. It's He's looking for a change of scenery, and what better change of scenery from uh, USC to <laughs> nice East Lansing in uh, the December months? Well, that, I would say that's a little change of scenery there for uh, for a friend here. It is. Um, it's hard to not connect the dots. It, Listen, I'm, I'm going to try to like not get too wrapped up in the whole transfer thing because there's going to be thousands of kids putting their name in the transfer mm-hmm. portal. Who knows what they're even going to target? But like, there are going to be those few names like uh, Dwayne Mathis, Dwan Mathis, I'm sorry, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. This one is now the headliner of like names where it's like, okay, I'm actually going to pay attention it makes to what's going to go on with this kid because it makes sense. It is obviously a massive name as far as star ranking goes. And sure, injuries have played a part, no doubt. But hey, you also get a kid too that's probably going to have some experience and it wouldn't help to have uh, another senior member in that linebacker room moving forward, Will. He, um, I would guess if he ended up coming to Michigan State and was eligible, the the starters for the f- linebacker next year, assuming Antoine Simmons goes to the NFL, would be them, would be the brothers. I wow, would say I would me. have an inside track at that if that's how that's, it, it okay. plays out. Like that Perfect. could very well be your... Uh, you're starting inside linebacker or your starting linebacker duo brothers um stealing them from USC <laughs> I know. 
Just casual. Just, just that's casual. what you're paying Mel Tucker six million dollars for. Yeah. To, to flip a kid out of USC in, in, in a freaking pandemic like that's that's big time. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, as you would imagine, as a recruit, um, everyone, 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 and anyone who was anything offered him, recruited him. Michigan State offered him. Probably didn't even get to say hello. Um, Ohio State was among his finalists. USC obviously picked. Alabama was in there as well. Florida, Florida State, like LSU, all of them. He is uh, very, very talented. And if he can get it going in the right direction and stay healthy, like could be an absolutely fantastic football player. And yeah, with his younger brother uh, seemingly signing to Michigan State in about a week and a half, it's not like a done. I've heard it's not a done deal by any stretch. Like they don't know yet at all. It's just like the the process is just starting for him. Uh, but I guarantee he's got a connection with the staff already, mm-hmm. just through his brother. Um, and I'm sure Mel Tucker probably recruited him when he was at Georgia. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Safe to um, say. That's a national recruit, and Mel Tucker, I'm sure, played a, a leading role in recruiting him to whatever extent. And you know the family already knows Tucker, knows the staff, knows Els. That's already baked in. And he's going to have his younger brother probably telling him every single day, like, hey, buddy, come on, come on. And and Speedy Naylor, Jacob Isaiah, both at Michigan State right now, yeah. played on the same team, same grade, went through high school with uh, Palaie at Bishop yeah, Gorman in, yeah. in Las Vegas. So. There's a lot of connections there. And yeah, there's a lot of Bishop Gorman guys all over the country, but you got a couple of them in East Lansing uh, already. So let's go get Tate Martell too in the transfer market. While, while <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's, 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 Where let's, is let's he? go get it. He's got to be out there somewhere, right? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, fun, exciting development. We'll see if anything shakes out from that. Uh, December 16th, early signing period begins. Matt could be fun. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's a little more fun now with this news. Yeah. Yeah. This, this helps. All right, that's going to do it for us here. Another episode of Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Matt, you texted me and said about 25 minutes. Shorter episode today, right? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, nailed we're driving up into two episodes, yeah, right? You are incredible at predicting that. As soon as I saw that text, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yep. We'll be back tomorrow Never to fails. preview Michigan State taking on Virginia. Big one on the hardwood, the Hauser Bowl. Sam versus Joey mm-hmm. should be fun despite... Virginia's awful playing style. I know you love it. I don't care. Shut up. We'll talk about it it. tomorrow. (laughs) But that is what we're going to do tomorrow. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Go stock up on Coors Light, baby. We got the Who's tomorrow in what should be a very slow game late at night. Go get your Coors, baby. All right, go green.